You're listening to Children's Health Checkup, where we answer parents' most common questions about raising healthy and happy kids. I'm Bill Klaproth. When acts of social injustice, discrimination, or violence take place, children are likely to hear what's going on from the news, their friends, or from overhearing a conversation at home. In this episode, we're going to address how racial events can affect children, why it's important to address race and racism with kids early on, and how to start the conversation in an age-appropriate way. Here to talk with us about how to talk to children about race and racism is our expert, Dr. Hilary Kimbley, a pediatric psychologist at Children's Health and assistant professor in psychiatry at UT Southwestern. Dr. Kimbley, thank you for your time. Very good to talk with you about this important topic. So first off, how may racial events affect children? Racial events can affect children in a variety of ways, and it really depends on several factors. The child's age, their own racial background, if their parents or caregivers have already addressed it in the home setting, their own temperament and coping style, what they've been exposed to. So it can have a lot of different effects on children because of those different factors. A lot of children are expressing fear, worry, shock, sadness, curiosity because of the images they're seeing in the media, because of the things they're hearing from their peers or they're seeing on social media. And so a lot of times these racial events have negative effects on children. And of course, like I already mentioned, that can be based on several factors. Yeah, they aren't immune to the stress and anxiety that comes with this. So then why is it important for parents to address race and racism with their children? And what may hold parents back from having these important conversations? Sure. For those very reasons that I just mentioned, even if parents aren't talking about it, youth are very aware of what's going on. We are in the technology age where they have easy access to information. And because we know in general race and racism have several direct and indirect effects on everyone's life. And some people feel those effects more directly through their own experiences, opportunities, or lack thereof. But it really influences our decisions, our access to opportunities, access to resources. So it's embedded in society, and it's embedded in part of the U.S. history in general. And it continues to the present day to really affect directly and indirectly our experience in life. It's important to talk about it because some of these concepts can be difficult to understand. We want parents and caregivers to talk about race and racism with their children to clear up any misinformation they may be receiving from the media or their peers. We want parents to talk about race and racism because it just normalizes the topic or the subject. The more they talk about it, like they talk about school or sports, it'll normalize it and it'll be part of their everyday conversation. And a lot of times parents hold back in talking about race and racism because it's a very emotional and heavy topic and it can make a lot of parents feel uncomfortable, again, based on which side of the fence they are, if they are part of a a group that experiences racism or they may be a part of the group that doesn't necessarily experience racism. Some parents have already been talking about this with their children From a very young age, a lot of racial groups that experience injustice, those children are socialized from birth because their parents know that they're going to experience the effects of racism, whereas other children 
they don't experience anything. So their parents might hold back because they, they may not feel like it's very important. They lack awareness. And some parents are just fearful that they don't have the information. They don't have the answers. Or they may not want to scare their children or feel like they're going to give them the wrong information. So you mentioned parents holding back because they're uncomfortable, and that's very understandable. So how can parents start these important conversations with their children? One of the easiest ways to start the conversation is to look for the teachable moments. Like younger kids might be asking questions about race, some a peer's skin color, or they might ask about another peer's hair. So look for those teachable moments to really start the conversation about race. Yeah, that really makes sense, those teachable moments, and and that's really a good way to put it. So for a parent that is struggling, they want to talk to their child, but they're struggling, what's a good way to explain or define racism for kids? Racism can be a very complex topic to talk about, but put simply, talk about race, and talk about racism. And so race is basically how someone is defined by their physical characteristics, mainly skin color or other physical characteristics. And racism, simply put, is when one race thinks that they are better than another race and they might treat them unfairly because of it. And so most kids and youth understand the difference between fairness, something being fair or something being not fair, or right versus wrong. So just using those simple terms when describing race and racism. So how soon should a parent start talking about this? What age is appropriate to talk about race and racism with a child? It is not too early to start talking about race and racism with children, basically because research demonstrates that infants as young as around two to three months already start to show preferences for looking at different faces that are the same color or have the same characteristics of their caregiver. So the minute that a parent starts teaching their children other basic pre-academic or developmental or cognitive skills, such as reading to them in picture books, using language with them, they can start incorporating ideas of race through play, movies they're watching, different experiences they're having, because it starts actually at a very young age. I did not expect you to say that. That's fascinating. So speaking of that, is there any other advice you can give for each age group? Say you haven't had the talk with your child and your child is six or your child is 10 or your child is 16. Can you give me some different options for different age ranges? Sure. So toddlers at that age, they already start to use race to determine the behavior of others. And they start to make observations and make assumptions about how their peers will act because of their race. And we know toddlers learn through play, storytelling, and experiences. So incorporating diversity within their play, whether that be picture books that show diverse families, if they have dolls to play with, different race dolls, talking and pointing out differences, not only in race, but they understand diversity. They understand differences in colors, like crayon colors or differences in the color of flowers. They can understand differences and the races of people, so just talking to them. And then moving on to the school age, they start to use, of course, more language. And we know in the research they have start to express more because they have more language and more complex ideas, different prejudices or preferences for peers. 
that's when you can start asking them questions. What do you know about race? Or why are you preferring to play with this peer over that peer? If they're asking about skin color, using those moments to talk to them and reading books and exposing them to diverse play groups, starting to introduce movies that have racial themes and different things like that. And then carrying that over into the tweens and teenagers. Of course, social interactions at those ages become even more complex, but they have a deeper understanding of race and racism and how it's really affecting people. And so you can start talking about it on a more complex level, like the differences between groups, unconscious bias, microaggressions, and then how they can take action to address racial injustice, like peaceful protests, joining organizations that aim to reduce racial injustice and different things like that. So then, Dr. Kimberly, on top of that, are there general tips that you can share with us for talking to kids about racism? Yes, there are. Really, it's starting the conversation early and have it frequently. As I mentioned earlier, you just want to normalize it, normalize this conversation with youth so that you and your children feel more comfortable talking about it. Seek educational resources together. And so even if you're unaware, be open and honest with what you do or don't know and how you're researching to find information and to help inform yourself about what's going on. Use experience as a teacher, whether you're traveling, visiting museums, participating in different racial celebrations like Black History Month, expand, broaden your circle and explore these different experiences that can teach you. One of the most important things is modeling positive behavior. Children and youth, they're looking at their caregivers. So you're talking the talk, but we also want caregivers to walk the walk. And although you might be saying things, they're actually looking at how you are interacting with different races and they're modeling that. They're modeling and doing everything that their caregivers are showing And then, of course, acknowledge and address your child's feelings. If they're feeling upset about what's going on, whether it's about racism or things they might be seeing in the news, acknowledge how they're feeling because it's okay to be angry or fearful or confused about what's going on. So then what can parents do if a child is feeling fear or anxiety because of current events? Sure. I always encourage parents to validate how they're children are feeling. A lot of times this does make parents uncomfortable, but it's very important to validate, not push their feelings to the side, but really acknowledge and validate that it's okay to feel that way because what's going on is very upsetting and it can be very uncomfortable. Try to engage their children in using appropriate coping strategies for if they're feeling fearful. So a lot of times that might be relaxation strategies One of the most common ones that people are aware of is deep breathing or distracting yourself with an enjoyable activity. Of course, limiting their access to a lot of news or social media content that might have upsetting images or information. And then, of course, if they feel like they're not equipped or they're not able to use basic coping strategies for calming down their children, seeking out support from a mental health provider in the community. And for parents who are searching for more information, what resources are out there that you would recommend to parents who are looking for further support? Sure, there are several credible organizations and websites that have information, including research studies, books, links to movies, and things like that that parents can access 
Some of my favorite websites are the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Psychological Association, and the Child Mind Institute is a good website. The Conscious Kid, Embrace Race is a good website. So all of those websites that I just listed have tons of tips, strategies, resources for parents to educate themselves and their children. So let me ask you this. On the flip side, what if your child is showing intolerance towards people of color or is using racist language? How should you approach your child if you hear or see that? Sure. I would use that comment, that racial slur, whatever they're overhearing to start a conversation and to be very direct, but to give their child a safe place to talk about where they got that information from. Why do they feel that way? Did they hear a peer? Did they see something? Do they believe that their parents feel that way? Did they get that information from an extended relative? See what they're getting that information from and and how and why they're forming those ideas and then help to educate them, tell them where they're misinformed, tell them that it's wrong and that you don't agree with it and use your resources to help teach them and shape them and mold them because we know youth in general are going to make mistakes, whether it's with race or something else. And just like you would correct them in another area, this is another opportunity to correct their beliefs about different racial groups. Such good advice. Point the comment out and then ask the child, why do you feel this way? And enter into a conversation. And then lastly, Dr. Kimberly, and thank you so much for your time. Any other insights that you can share with us? Sure. A lot of families that I speak with talk about feeling overwhelmed. They don't feel like anything is going to change. They feel very hopeless. And I always encourage them that you can start with the individual. You can start within your family. We don't have to wait. You know, although it would be ideal for laws to change immediately, for those around us to change their viewpoints and their ideas, you can start with you. And by starting with you and your family, then that can have a ripple effect into your neighborhood, your workplace, your children's school, into your community, the state, the nation, and the world. So you can start with you. You don't have to wait for something else to change. So start by educating yourself about race. When you change yourself and your views and your families or just educate yourself, you can change mm-hmm. the nation. You can change the world. That is so true. Start with you and things around you start to change as well. Dr. Kimberly, this has really been informative. Thank you again. Sure. Thank you for having me anytime. And thank you for having me on to discuss such an important topic. Well, it is an important topic, and we need to start teaching our children early and have these important conversations. Dr. Kimberly, thank you again. Thank you. That's Dr. Hillary Kimberly, and for more information, please visit childrens.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, please rate and review or share the episode, and please follow Children's Health on your social channels. This is Children's Health Checkup, a podcast from Children's Health. Thanks for listening.